0: mercury great approaches. I shall create the illest podcaster known to mankind. But master, what are you going to do? Howard Stern. Stephen A. Smith. George to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Dallin Throw Taylor, a.k.a. Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That himself. Yo, this is another in Fuego day in the hottest city in the world. It's November 30th. It is the Monday right after Thanksgiving weekend. They told us we was going to have highs of 83 and like lows of 54 today. So yeah, Florida started to get a little bit of that chilly weather. I know for some of you that listen to the podcast, a lot of my fellow New Yorkers, it ain't as chilly as you guys are getting. But that's the reason why I'm in Florida. So we gotta have a whole lot to talk to today, and we only have one hour to get into it today. This is season six, episode 54, excerpt 247 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. Today we're gonna talk about Tyson's successful pay-per-view event, the active pose that we got going out there today. The jets continue to stink, gaze um continues to lodge, his history of foot in college f- football, and Baltimore. They lose they, they're losing everybody. But, you know what I say, regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. And regardless of the weather, yo, coach, help me out here. You play to win the game. Hello? It's always a good time to talk some sports. Let's throw this pot up a little bit. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back in. At it like a sports fanatic. My sports. Yo 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 yo. I'm feeling my puffy right now. Yo 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 yo. Yo, today's a good day. But first, let's let's throw this off with. First of all, first, 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 first of all, first of all, first of all, things first. So just in case I forget to call you today, I can at least always say, "Well, I told you on the podcast, and I hope that you were listening." Yo, what's going on? I ain't seen you in for. Ever. How you been, ma? Like I see, I see, I be seeing you out there. Don't worry, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on my, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on my Instagram. And don't forget, let me get this all in the beginning of the show. If you guys would like to join the podcast, right? Meaning that you would like to call up or you would like to, th- I'm throwing some comments that I can actually oh. see. You take your butt down to pod, to the Podbean app. You get in the Podbean live section and you go home and you go ahead and you look for the podcast. But if you're just trying to listen to the podcast in any method whatsoever, go to my website. Go listen to the podcast live. It's there as well too. You can also catch all the rears on my on, on my website mytsports.net. That's Emerson Mike. Why isn't it Tears and, and don't forget the many places that you could also listen to it. I've already told you about Podbean. We also got TuneIn. We got iTunes, iHeart. Listen, no Castbox, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Facebook, Tumblr, LinkedIn. Twitter, YouTube, basically, you name it—that's where the podcast is at. Very simply, though, all you really got to do is just tell your smart speaker, "Hey, yo, play the latest episode of the MyT Sports podcast," and we'll bring up the latest episode for you. So let me go ahead and get these and get and, and get these. First of all, first of all, first things first. These are first announcements out of the way. Let me wish a very special birthday to a good friend of mine, Lauren Dara, longtime time friend. What, what, what is it got there? So I want to wish you as I, as I wish everybody. I hope you party hard, enjoy everything, and regret nothing. Happy birthday. So if I forget to tell you later today, like I forget to text or call, I'm going to let you know like tomorrow or, or whatever you cuss me out. I told you on the podcast. So it ain't my fault that you ain't been listening to the podcast. Cause if you was listening to the podcast, then you would have gotten you would have gotten your birthday wishes, and you would have seen the tons of people that are also here wishing you bir- wishing you happy birthday live. This is your fault. This is your fault. You missed out. You missed out on all this. But you know what? I didn't miss out on. You know what? I didn't miss out on this weekend was the Mike Tyson fight. It was Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. for a charity event. And I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna start off. For this event, it was good you had to pay $49.99. $49, unless you know a person, that know a person, that know a person, that knows an app, that knows a person, that knows a person to get it for free ninety nine. But regular price was for $49.99. And I knew there was no way, shape, or possible I was going to miss this pay-per-view. And granted, I didn't catch all of the pay-per-view that I wanted to catch. All I caught was the main cards that they promoted. Nate Robinson versus the versus the YouTuber Jake Paul, and obviously Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. And as I'm watching the fight, let me start off by saying, for $49.99, I was 100% pleased with the production that was going on, the commentating that was going on, Snoop and the rest of the panel. The entertainment that went on the, the the various live concerts that they had from young to old had Snoop Dogg do a concert as um to do a little mini performance as well and came and talking about Snoop Dogg right smoking during the during the event singing you know what I mean commentating doing it all the trifecta right why is Snoop Dogg out here talking about yo? watching this is like watching my two uncles fight no Snoop you're the uncle like if you're watching your two uncles fight, you realize this is more like trying to see, right, like, like if, if Ali was still like Ali versus George Foreman again. You know what I mean? Like, that would be your two uncles fighting. This is you fighting. <laughs> like, this ain't your hug. But I get it, though. I get it. This is for production purposes. And I understand how we look sometimes. You know what I mean? Because to be honest with you, when I was watching this, I was over here thinking, like, yo, this does kind of look like how it would look like if my two uncles... Were to fight right now, but it's a fight that I would wholeheartedly pay four ninety nine ninety nine again for forty nine. Sorry, forty nine ninety nine again for. If this was presented to me with another option, or he keeps doing this, so as you guys may not know, the Mike Tyson is putting on something that's called the Legends Only League, where they, where they're fighting for charity. These these exhibition fights they put on they, they put on a put on a spectacle basically. It was an entertaining spectacle that they put on leading into the main events. So before we talk about the Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson fight, because it was a good fight, the fight before that as well, which was Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, even though it was short, it was highly entertaining. Because... I don't think anybody and I and I seriously mean this to the, to the, to the, like, to the depths of my heart. I don't think anybody predicted that Nate Robinson was going to be the dead body from Menace to Society. Like hey, hey guys, you guys want to see a dead body? Like nobody knew that Nate Robinson was going to end up having white chalk around his body after the fight. Like, oh, my God, guys, listen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody thought that this was going to be Nate Robinson's... What's going on? What's, this going to be Nate Robinson's face. That's what made it ultimately entertaining for me. And the thing about it, I can't even blame Nate Robinson for the way he went out because let, let, let's, let's break this down as an actual boxing match. We've seen... We've seen the boy, um... Joshua... Joshua... What's his name? When Joshua what Joshua um, versus Tua, right? I think that was the fight. Anthony Joshua versus David Tua. And we saw Anthony Joshua take a shot similar to what Nate Robinson took. And Nate Robinson is not a professional fighter. But Anthony Joshua was. And I remember after watching that Anthony Joshua fight when he fought Tua, and Tua caught him Right in the back of his head, and Anthony Joshua just never recovered since then. He never found a way. He never found a way to come back. He looked amateurish. I, I, I remember watching that fight. I remember watching that fight, like to the T, where I was like, "Has I, Anthony Joshua ever been hurt in a fight before in his life?" Because after that hit to the back of the head, he just looked like he just didn't look like the same guy. Well, that's what happened to Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson took an overhand right to the back of the ear, to the back of the head, and he lost his equilibrium. And it's probably the first time that he's ever been hit like that. And I'm not and not only is he taking all of his wits being taken away from him and and basically like miniature vertigo, right? But also you have to figure that he's being like he's feeling embarrassed at this point in time, too. That he just got knocked down by this dude. But as he says, Yo, I'm okay, I'm getting up, he isn't looking at it as a hit to the back of the head. He actually probably doesn't even realize what the hell is going on still. And you see Nate Robinson in that first round in that first round, after he gets knocked down, that he's basically bum rushing the dude. Right? He's he's bum rushing um Jake Paul. And he's holding on to him for dear life, trying to survive the round, because that's what it feels like when you Listen, I've talked to enough people since that Anthony Joshua fight. 'Cause that's what happens when you get hit in the back of the ear. So, there you guys go. If you ever fight somebody and you and you get into a fight and you get the opportunity, hit him right there in the back of the in the ear, and then kick him in the nuts. They'll like they'll lose. <laughs> like nobody got time for fair fights. <laughs> like you're trying to get that shit over with with as with as little blows as possible. Catch him in the back of the ear and kick him in the nuts, or kick him in the nuts then him in the back of the ear. But make sure you combo that too, and you guarantee that you're gonna walk away perfectly fine. So Nate Robinson was basically holding off a dear life for the first round. And then Nate Robinson would come out for the second round. Thinking he's still okay. We've seen Anthony Joshua not even recover. Anthony Joshua was damn near undefeated until this point in time. Anthony Joshua was the heavyweight champion. That's just why I keep bringing up Anthony Joshua. Just to let you guys understand that Yes, Nate Robinson was an amateur in his in fighting and this was and this was really all a spectacle. But he didn't look this bad because he can't fight. He looked this bad because he took a bad blow. (laughs) And this this kind of blow is the kind of blow that literally fucks up everybody. It doesn't matter if you're an amateur. It doesn't matter if you're a professional. It doesn't matter if you're the heavyweight champion of the world. A blow to the back of the head is going to make you look like like you've never been in the ring before. Nate Robinson comes out in the second round. He starts bum-rushing Jake Paul. And Jake Paul starts to realize, hey, well, he's bum-rushing me again. When I knocked his ass on the floor the first time, was with a a looping overhand right. Let's see if I can catch him the second time with a looping overhand right. And next thing you know, he's backing up, he's backing up, and wham, overhand right. (laughs) Apollo Creed goes down, Creed goes down. Second time, damn near falls out the ring. Looking like Martin Lawrence when he had to find Tommy the Hitman Hearn's. Like you understand that? Like, it, it looked like an episode of Martin. Go, go, go! Check that episode out if you get the if you get the chance. I'm pretty sure you've seen the memes comparing it already. But go check out that episode if yeah, we get a chance. He goes on the second time. This is when I knew it was pure pride, because Nate Robinson took the full standing eight count. Right, took took as long as he needed to to get off the canvas. And you could see it in his eyes that he really wasn't there anymore. And he got up literally because in the back of his head he's thinking, like, I'm a motherfucking athlete, B. How the fuck am I getting my ass whooped by this fucking YouTuber that is that that is what's going on, Paul? That is that, that is playing around with the um with boxing. Like I'm a pure athlete. Like I'm a three, four, five sport athlete. Like I'm a bona fide stud. You understand? And a certified G. And I'm getting knocked out by this YouTuber named Jake Paul. So he got off the canvas the second time. Got his wits about him, at least he took so he thought. And he came back into the same game. Started rushing him, throwing in random hooks. And then next thing you know, Jake Paul is sitting back well. I caught him with the looping overhand right the first two times to send him to sleep. Let's see if we can make the Sandman make an emergency visit to the Staples Center. Whap! 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 Third time's a charm. He was fast asleep. Man down. Like, like, oh man, like, it, it was just, it wasn't good. The referee came in. He stopped it. Snoop Dogg and everybody's over there clowning, uh, over there clowning him. Him <laughs> <laughs> down. And kudos to Nate Robinson, right, in this very weird point. After getting knocked out by Jake Paul, which I end up realizing that Nate Robinson's um, um, net worth is thirteen million dollars. Didn't know that, right? But after being knocked out by Jake Paul. Nate Robinson went to Twitter, went to Instagram, and he went into his own comments, and he took all of the smoke. He took all, listen, he took every meme, he took every joke, he took every hater, he took every side-eye comment, and he ate that shit like a bag of groceries. Or a bowl of cereals, whatever you kids are eating these days, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well when you get there Paul, you'll have Nat waiting for you. So Nate Robinson took it all, took it all so? I took it all. And took the lost. And then it made me realize that there may have been four people highlighted on this fight card. But well, doesn't mean that all four people are gonna come out and fight. And now that takes us to our main event of the evening, where we have one of the first four division champion. Yes, four different weight classes at champion. When you're talking about heavyweight, light heavyweight, and whatever the two are, I'm all right, I'll be for that. What? Who's a mama? What? Who's a mama? Nat, wait, Nat, you're a mama? What? Well, did I just find out? Did we just get a? Something went wrong on the network. Whoa, 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 whoa. what's going on with my network? What's going on with my network? Okay, something's back. But um, what? What's going on here, Nat? I mean, am I breaking? Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, yo, what just happened? Are we breaking news on the podcast? Is Natalie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a fish, mama. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, like Natalie got some new fishes, people. Like you guys, get you, you guys get your mind out the gutter. I see you guys over there. All right. So, we bring ourselves to the main event of the evening. Four-time champion, four different weight classes. Roy Jones Jr. versus the baddest man on the planet. Iron Mike Tyson. And they came down to the ring, and I'm looking at their faces, and I'm like, I've never seen Mike Tyson look so docile in my life. I've never seen, and for nothing, I also thought these motherfuckers look old. They really look old. But if you're looking at Mike Tyson, I'm like, yo, he lost a lot of weight. Like Mike Tyson was sitting there with 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 with, with a with with a with, with a fucking barbecue master's gut, like he was sitting there with one of those big old bellies, like like he's a master grillman kind of shit, and he lost all of that for the fight, and then the bell rings, and Mike Tyson with his little short black shorts, right. He hit that little dollar look on his face. Because he didn't look mean. He didn't look angry. He just looked like, yo, I'm here. Let's go ahead and do this. I look cool, calm, collected. You know what I mean? And like, you know, Mike Tyson is doing what he does. You know what I mean? He's weaving back and forth. He's trying to get out of that jab. He's trying to get out of that weak-ass jab that Roy Jones Jr. is trying to throw at there at 53 years old. You understand? Like, I'm going to have to get up and show you guys on the gram of how this fight of how Roy Jones Jr was fighting because for somebody that is a professional fighter and I know Roy Jones Jr like he likes to throw like he likes to throw trick shots and stuff like that and shots from weird angles this didn't look like he was shooting like he was and he was shooting from weird angles. Yeah, I'm standing up now. I'm not even taking a seat anymore. You guys have got me riled up. You guys have got me fazed up. You know what? Welcome, officially, to the Danger Zone. Yes, because Ray Jones Jr., he's over there trying to throw that weak-ass jab. That we- I'm sorry. I think my niece could have dodged that weak-ass jab. I think he could have gave that Jimmy guy's jab to my niece, and she still would have survived eight rounds with him. But I'm gonna tell you why that jab looks so damn weak. Because it literally looked like an eight-year-old, or maybe a four-year-old, but he looked like somebody that was tr- that was the first time fighting. You know what I'm talking about, where you kind of look like you're throwing a punch, but you're running away from the person that you're throwing a punch at, so your whole entire back is at there. So it's like, eh, leave me alone. Eh, eh, leave me alone. Eh. He looked like he was being bullied. And that's exactly what happened. Mike Tyson bullied Roy Jones Jr. for eight straight rounds. Roy Jones Jr. came in there. And after the first round, you saw him sitting in the seat. Looked like he was trying to practice his breathing exercises. He's sitting over there. <sighs> sucking in wind, Gassing. You know what I mean? Like, if there was any traces of COVID in that arena that night, Roy Jones Jr. sucked it All up. You understand? He ain't getting no pauses tonight. That's how much sucking Roy Jones Jr. did over this weekend. Right? Mike Tyson looked like a guy that came to fight and put on a show. Roy Jones Jr. looked like some dude that was just told that, hey, you're going to be doing an exhibition fight for charity. Mike Tyson looked like a dude that came to actually fight and it just so happened to be for charity. Mike Tyson looked as good as as, as a 57-year-old Mike Tyson could look versus a 53-year-old Roy Jones Jr. He got in close, he worked the body, and he so he started giving him body blows early. But like, now granted, some of those early body blows is part of the reason why Roy Jones Jr. was gassed. Immediately after the first round. I mean, I guess my Tyson kind of still like yo Roy Jones Jr. May have the uh, may have the faster legs than I do Roy Jones Jr. was just boxing three years ago. I haven't been in the ring in 14-15 years So maybe when we work the body of this of this of this of this young whippersnapper with the young legs And let me see if I can tire him down and that's exactly what happened. He tired him out He wore him out first round. It was basically out on his feet Roy Jones Jr. stood in there for seven more rounds, and he basically became a punching bag for Mike Tyson. Like, I don't know if Roy Jones Jr. got any compensation personally for this, or all of the money goes to his charity, but he basically got paid to go be a punching bag for Mike Tyson, which we've seen a lot of people get paid to be a punching bag for Mike Tyson, but not just literally stand there for eight rounds and literally just be a punching bag for Mike Tyson, though. Like, we have... It was a good fight. <laughs> Mike Tyson dominated. He worked the hooks. You see, Mike. Mike Tyson looked like, like I said, the, like like the former Mike Tyson. But I guess as good as you can as you as you can do amongst your own peers at this time. Roy Jones Jr. didn't look like he took this fight seriously. And, and I guess that's probably the best. That's probably the easiest way for me to say what I'm trying to say to you. Roy Jones Jr. did not look like he took this fight seriously. Mike Tyson looked like he took this fight seriously. And he worked Roy Jones. And honestly, I'm watching this for a while, and I'm over here thinking, like, you know what? Maybe Mike Tyson is trying to knock him out. Maybe Mike Tyson is actually going for the win. Like, Mike Tyson really came to fight. Because you're seeing him, and he's slipping the punches, and he's throwing those hooks. And then we got to, like, the sixth or seventh round. And Roy Jones Jr. was doing his, eh, don't hit me jab, right? He He was doing his... He was doing his kind of jab. And Mike Tyson slipped the jab, right? And then he slipped again. And when he came up, he was on the other side of Roy Jones Jr. running away. The old Mike Tyson would've pulled that hook. And if he would've pulled that hook, Roy Jones Jr.'s um, neck is being snapped around like Michael B. Jordan in, in Rocky. You know what I mean? Or Creed, whatever he does now. You know what I mean, Creed? Like, we're talking about one of those kind of whaps. But Mike Tyson didn't pull the trigger. Mike Tyson held back, and he he backed up a little bit, and he came back, and he he started working the body. And part of the reason why Mike Tyson ended up working the inside and the body a lot is because Roy Jones Jr., I tell you, came in here out of shape. And it looked like Roy Jones Jr. got in shape for this fight. Or did not get in shape seriously for this fight? He didn't, like... You can tell he didn't put in as much training as Mike Tyson. Because if he would have put in as much training as Mike Tyson, he may have stood a chance in this fight, but he didn't. And what Jin was just lucky that he didn't get, that he couldn't get knocked out, or that he didn't get knocked out by Mike Tyson. Because Mike Tyson definitely had the opportunities. Now, probably when, now, when the fight ends, at now, as 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 the fight was was. And leading up to the fight basically what I'm trying to say. Leading up to the fight, we heard the rules of engagement reiterated, right? This was going to be an eight-round fight. It was going to be um, two-minute rounds instead of three-minute rounds. Instead of having protective headgear, they were going to go with big... Instead of having the 14-ounce gloves, they were going to go with the 16-ounce gloves, right? To... Because they weren't gonna go for headgear, because there is no headgear, there aren't good, there weren't gonna be um, any knockouts technically allowed. So, meaning probably somebody got knocked down or whatever, it was probably just gonna call it right then and there. If anybody got cut, they were probably good, they were gonna end up calling it as well. So, we heard all of these rules, uh, we heard all of the rules of engagement being um, dealt to us right before the fight started, probably like within like 24 to 48 hours, all of it. Which sparked its own controversy again because it made them like, damn, you have all these rules. Is this something that we're really gonna want to watch? The answer is Y E S Yes. Or E Y E S. E S (laughs) Right. So even with all those rules, Mike Tyson and company still put on a pretty good fight. And like I said, Roy Jones wasn't wasn't ready. And then you heard afterwards, Mike Tyson is being interviewed. All right, let me, before we get to the interview, the fight card, right? I told I, I told you all that to get somewhere, and I almost forgot for a second. So they dropped all the rules on us. And basically, they also said this is a non-section, non-sanctioned fight. This fight doesn't count on anybody's record. This isn't going to go down in, 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 any, in any boxing book, whatever. This is 100% for charity. Mike Tyson is trying to start a, um, a Legends-only league. Something like the big three, but for boxing, right? And for charity at that. So, there is no scorecard for this fight. But the unofficial scorecards of the fight has Mike Tyson winning all eight rounds. This was a blowout, this was a wash, this was a landslide. You understand, like, there's no recount necessary here. Like, you understand, if you do a recount, you're literally just going to be spending $3 million to get the same result. So after the the fight is over, they get to the interview portion, and they give Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. the results of the card. And they tell him it's a draw. (laughs) And... Obviously, we all know it wasn't a draw, but I, but this is for charity, so that's what they come up with the charity scorecard. It's a draw. There's no winners. There's no losers. They ask Mike Tyson, "Is he okay with it being a draw?" And he goes, "Yeah." Right. Well, first they asked him okay with the results and he's okay. And then they asked him if okay with, being, with it being a draw, and he's like, "Yes, I'm okay with it. Um, I did this for charity. Like, it's not about me. It's about the fans. Something. This is bigger than boxing, right? If the fans were entertained." And we put on a good show and we're able to raise money for charity. That's what this is all for. Like, like this, like I, he's like I don't, I don't care about the results of the of the scorecard. That has nothing to do with it. That's the reason why all of these rules are in play. Like, Mike, like they over here talking to Mike Tyson like he didn't basically organize this motherfucker and and oh and, and, and didn't damn near have to agree and also put in all of the rules. Like that's him and his camp. This is his team. The Legends Only League is his shit. That's his baby. That's his money child. That's his business. That's his money seed. NWA for life. Niggas with assets. SDNA. Stocks, dividends, and assets. You know what I mean? Like, build your shit up. That's what Mike Tyson's trying to do. So they asked Roy Jones Jr. the same thing. Hey, how did you feel um how did you feel about the draw? Roy Jones Jr. Is, Roy Jones Jr. respond? like listen, man. Like, like, like I don't do draws, I wear draws. <laughs> but he, he basically acknowledged the fact that, yeah, I lost this. And he's like, yo, listen, if the fans want me to do this again, I'll do this again. Like, if the fans felt they were entertained by me, I'll do this again. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to see Roy Jones Jr. fight again. he I was not entertained by him. Not at all. Not at all. What, I was entertained by Mike Tyson. Because I was even watching Mike Tyson. Like, I'm looking at Mike Tyson, I told you, like his face look old. But when you're watching him in the ring, and they're doing the... And, 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 they're, sh- and they're doing the camera angles away from from the ring, and you're seeing it from afar? Yo, Mike Tyson's back is cut up. I would kill for a cut-up back like that right now. You understand? Like Roy Jones Jr. looked completely out of shape. You looked at Mike Tyson from the front, from the back, you know what I mean? Like, he looked in shape, like, 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 his his front torso looked in shape, his whole entire back looked in shape. But when he talked, you could see the muscles bulging out of his arms. Like, Mike Tyson got in shape, shape. Like, Roy Jones Jr. looked like he was eating Twinkies while running the treadmill. I don't want to see Roy Jones Jr. do this again. And you know what's so funny is that, but the Roy Jones Jr. did admit, he was like, yo, I see why Mike Tyson um, was called the baddest man on the planet, and he has the reputation that he has because everything he throws hurts. Even in an exhibition, everything he throws hurts. Every body blow, every leg blow, every head blow, every shoulder blow, everything he throws hurts. Like my body is hurting right now. Like I am in pain, (laughs) right? Literally Mike Tyson, like thank Roy Joe, like thank you for doing this. Thank you for being my punching bag. But Mike Tyson was vexed. He was like, yo, everybody's, Everybody's worried about him. Why can't we ain't nobody worried about me? Like I'm the older guy here. I'm the guy that hasn't been in the ring for 15 years. He was just boxing three years ago Nobody's worried about my ass. They all worried about him. Like what the fuck? (laughs) That was probably the funniest shit of the whole entire evening But also you can see right that this wasn't this wasn't just um This wasn't this wasn't just coincidence uh, and they and they didn't just put together like some random show. They had good sponsors. If you notice, like obviously DraftKings. DraftKings decided to be sponsored. Uh, they don't sponsor almost anything. Like they, they want their name everywhere. I remember from the moment they first came onto the scene even to now. Like DraftKings, DraftKings, DraftKings. DraftKings they go hard, but they go hard with their advertising. But he also had advertisement for Weed Maps, which made which made sense because I end up learning this today, was that Mike Tyson was high as fuck before the fight. Like all Mike Tyson does is get high now. And Mike Tyson said, "Yo, I was high as shit before this fight," and I was like, "That would make so much sense because Mike Tyson was—I've never seen Mike Tyson so laser focused, especially for right now. Like, like he was focused, but he was docile. So after, so even when he would come in and and just seeing him rush and you, and you, and, you, and you'll see him do his work, his face stayed stoic the whole entire time. When when Roy Jones Jr. after rounds was sitting there gassed... <laughs> You know, what I mean, look, something like he is having a bad allergy attack. Mike Tyson looked look like he, like, he didn't even fucking go do a you. He was just sitting there, like, just calm, cool, collected. The three C's of, 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 of you know, what I mean, of oneness. Like, shit. If you're watching me on the Instagram live while you're, while you're listening to the podcast, look like we're also happy maybe having a few little de- technical difficulties somewhere so the, the, the live stream has paused um, on Instagram only but you can still hear the live stream on Podbean and also on the website mytsports.net. so let's go ahead and continue because I believe that Mike Tyson is, is, is gonna is gonna go ahead and make history of what he's trying to do he's gonna basically get Lennox Lewis he's gonna get a Holyfield he's gonna get a lot of these older boxes that have retired we may even see right Guys like um, Bradley, who's in the commentating booth, and also guys like 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 um, fuck fuck fuck, um he was um the pound he was considered one of the pound for, um pound for pounds in the world, is it Spinks not Spinks um he's he's always um he's always um he's always in commentating right now, but it's not the guy that I'm thinking of not not. Shit, shit, shit! Why the fuck can I remember? I'm not gonna sit here and and, and dwell on that. But though, but that's the kind of thing that you're probably gonna start expecting from this Legends Only League. Is that as a lot of these big names start retiring, you're probably gonna get fights with them now for this charity event. And 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 while I can't remember the guy that I'm that I'm trying to mention, and and I know that he, he's always commentating with Bradley, right? They're usually part of the same production team. But um, but not only him. Think of guys like Oscar De La Hoya. Think of guys like, um, even though even though we we think that he's a piece of shit, and he is definitely one of the piece um, um piece of poop um, per, um, um award winners of the show. But we have names like um, Floyd Mayweather that could come back. We're talking about Tito Ortiz. We're talking about Mallorca. We're talking about he can get a lot of big name draws to come and do this um this Legends Only League. And listen, if you're a draw and you draw. Guess what? You're not, we, we get it. You're no longer drawing money for you the way you used to. You're drawing money for your charity now. So if you could bring 34, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 million dollars to the box office numbers, guess what you're doing now? You're raising all of that money for charity now. And he can get a lot of names. I like, think about this. Oscar de la Hoya, Roy Jones, uh, not Roy Jones Jr., Um, but think like Oscar de la Hoya. And Floyd Mayweather—they've been beefing for some time now, and but but they but they'll never have another sanction fight again. But maybe they will. Who knows? Because not like they weren't sanctioned fights on that card. But with this Legends Only League production, you have the option of having your fight being sanctioned or not. And also also what we get, we get to see some of these um some of these celebrity grudge matches, right? Because that's what Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul was—a living, breathing celebrity grudge match. So imagine all of these people that have beef now, like, <laughs> all of these people that have beef now online, YouTubers, tweeters, you know what I mean, Facebookers, you know what I mean, Cele- you know what I mean? random people with random people, celebrities with these, you know what I mean? Now imagine these, these things starting to be able to draw. Start, imagine that. Like, that's, that's the cool thing here. So the Legends Only League, we're going to keep an eye on, which Mike Tyson could even remember. <laughs> the, 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 that's probably, that's how I realize how high he was now is that he couldn't even remember the name to his own organization. And it, the, the initials are LOL. And I'm pretty sure somebody told him that in a, in a meeting. If you ever forget just think LOL. He looked up and still said, um, Legends League only. <laughs> I was like, come on, Mike. But I get it now. I get it now. Like Mike, like Mike was high as fuck, but Mike Tyson is on the verge of making history. Now talk about on the verge of making history. Because history right now is definitely a foot somewhere and we couldn't be more happy, all right? That history is definitely a foot. And let me tell you exactly what I mean. For the Vanderbilt Commodores, all right? They introduced to us And we're talking about professional, we're talking about a top, well, you know, let me give you the story, so you guys can fully understand this. And then I'll explain to you later. Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in a Power 5 football game on Saturday when she delivered the opening kickoff of the second half for the Vanderbilt Commodores against the Missouri Miss team. Fuller is a senior goalkeeper on the Vanderbilt's SEC, SEC, as you guys know, right? Like big, big school, big conference, get a lot of, get a lot of love there. So Vanderbilt's SEC championship soccer team. So she's the goalkeeper for the SEC championship team. She sent the low kick that went 35 yards, where basically Missouri down, to, uh, where it was down by Missouri. So we want to give Sarah Fuller. Because you know how we feel about the ladies on this podcast, right? Sarah Fuller for Breaking History. First woman to play in a Power 5 football game this past weekend. That just happened. And this isn't going to be a one-off situation as well. From what I've already heard, they've already invited her back. Not only have they invited her back, she has also... Made it her business to try and be back. When she says she's basically gonna continue to stick around the team until they basically just tell her, nah, get rid of, get out of here, <laughs> until they get rid of her. So what she started to do now, she's now she's now started to ask for tape and film not um, on other kickers. She started to ask um, tape and film on NFL kickers that has her similar kick style. She's asking, she's she, now she's she's asking for tape and film on how to do now different. Um, on, on how to get to cross different web kicks, onside kicks, kickoffs, you know, and all of this. So they're work. So they working her through the process. Unfortunately, from what I heard, that coach from Vanderbilt is gonna end up being fired, not for him hiring her, but because the, the team had basically stunk up until that point. So while they made a very good story that, 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 that may that may overshadow with the firing of Vanderbilt's um, football coach, hey, let's make sure that we give Sarah, Sarah Fuller all of her roses while she is still here. You know what I mean? We wanna let her know that she is the queen to be while she is still here with us. So again, let's make sure that we give her a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a right or paying attention to Vanderbilt during this during the rest of the season which I, I also can tell you that I've damn near forgotten and I and I know you guys have, may have been wondering how come I haven't talked much college football this year so far because I forgot college football was even going on that's how crazy shit is and that's how crazy covid has been like it made me completely forget that college football even went on because college football right now is the most fool gazy thing out there some teams are going to play 5 games. Some teams are going to play 10 games. Some teams are going to play 8 games. But everybody, but if you want to be considered into the in, into the championship, then you got to play at least 6 games. But yeah, uh, you don't have to worry about 6 games. We're going to look at the teams that you did play. We threw out an arbitrary number on there out there, but that number is very very arbitrary. So we're not even sure why we threw out that number, but that number has to be gotten to, but it doesn't have to be gotten to so that everybody so we can figure out who is going to win um come out of Come out of the national championship. and how we're gonna do the ranking This is basically how college football always sounds to me every single year But now they just added on now they just added on COVID protocols and the whole entire shit sounds like I sound like who Listen, I don't I don't care what happens for college football after this just pay them goddamn kids Like then I, I like if you want if you want my opinion on college football until you pay them motherfuckers I really don't give a fuck anymore really like pay them niggas Shit like give them real money So they can so so that so that the way that you're making generational wealth off of their labor they can start making generational wealth at that time from their fucking labor like, like america always wants to be all fucking high and mighty talking about you know what I mean like 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 kitty fucking like sweatshops about all these celebrities that they take advantage of like like every other is on is taking advantage of when well, we have the fucking ncaa take uh, and 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 the goddamn and NCAA and 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 fucking National Football Association, you know what I mean? Um, Sports Association, NCAA. There we go. Taking a um, having all these fucking eighteen to twenty two year olds make them trillions of fucking dollars and don't give them a fucking dime, and you find every way to penalize them, even if they had fucking peanut butter on a goddamn piece of bread because all they should have had was bread. Fuck out of here. Like, I don't even know why I even like I only care about college football because enough of you fucking knuckleheads care about college football to talk about that shit. But you know what I'm telling you right now? Until they come up with a better monetary system, I ain't talking about college football. Fuck college football. Pissed off right now. So while I'm over here trying to cool down, I have a couple of polls that are currently in action, right? So if you want to test, if you want to go ahead and check out my very impressive poll, go ahead and take yourself down to my Twitter page, and you'll be able to see my polls in all of its glory, right? We have a couple of polls that that that, that are already out there. They have about two days left before they expire. i'm one of the questions that I've been asking you guys: Will the Lakers repeat next year? This is something that we get, that this is probably going to be one of those questions that are going to be consistently repeated and talked about and pontificated upon you know, I mean during the whole entire basketball season which is starting very soon very soon very 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 soon what do i mean by very soon training camp starts tomorrow people tomorrow this is december 2 remember so we have that poll out there. Right now, I think that poll is sitting at 50-50. Half the people believe that he's going to... Re- Half the people believe that um, the Lakers will repeat. Half the people believe that the Lakers won't repeat. Well, that sounds like a pretty damn <laughs> good topic to have running for the for, the remain, for the for a good portion of the basketball season. Because right now, that's telling me that that shit right there, that shit, that shit my nigga, like that shit right there, like that shit right there, is a polarizing topic. That's what that tells me. Yes, I've made polls at a pole horizon. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. I'm sorry, I couldn't help. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I'm an evil, conniving skunk. I'm a master of deception, and in the morning I get erections, Mr. Grinch. Listen, if you keep talking shit about my Knicks or my teams, I wouldn't fuck you with a, a nine-and-a-half-inch pole! Ha! <laughs> Remix! Right? So, we have the Lakers pole that's currently up there. That's currently 50-50. We have a poll up there about if the Warriors, if the Warriors messed up by not drafting the ball boy. Right now, that is a very big yes. Now I don't know if a lot of that is coming through the hindsight because of because of Klay Thompson's injury, but look like a lot of people are in agreement with me that they should have taken Alonzo Ball or Lamelo Ball. I'm sorry, if not draft. We have another poll out there, and this is probably going to be another one that we're going to keep an eye on. And what I mean I'm going to keep an eye on, I'm going to be sharing sharing with you guys my gambling page pretty soon. I'm in the the middle of of finalizing that, so you'll be able to to go ahead and join this gambling site um, through my invite code. Go ahead and do that, and and I'm going to make sure that I have that ready for you guys probably by the Wednesday show because for this next poll, I'm actually going to take the bet on this one. And what that is, is are the Knicks going to win 22 games? The over under. Right now, we have 66% of the people, 60% 60 of you guys, right? The fans, thank you very much for participating. 60% of the voters believe that the New York Knicks will finish above 22 games. 11% 11% of the voters believe that the New York Knicks will be below 22 games. And remember that we only have a 72-game season. And the remaining 22% of voters believe that they are going to be dead-ass even beat. So we are going to see. That's going to be another one of those things that we are going to keep track of this whole entire year. I can't wait. Basketball starts tomorrow, B. Tomorrow tomorrow I can't wait so those are some polls that are already out that they've been lingering but if you go ahead and check out the Twitter page I've actually dropped three new polls today already this morning and one of the things and it's, it's gonna stay a little Knicks related for a little while do you like the Knicks draft picks so far tell me what you, <clears throat> tell me what you think let me know I'm not, so don't only really just go ahead and, and, and vote on my impressive polls right go ahead and leave a response as well tell me what you think about my impressive polls right because I have my mighty polls, and I don't like to run them for you as I have polarizing polls I'd like for you to go ahead and check it out, right? Also, do you like the NBA's new format? I have that poll running out, and as we also talked about the show talking about the Mike Tyson uh, pay-per-view event, I also have another poll just trying to figure out: Were you guys entertained? Were you entertained by the Mike Tyson pay-per-view? Because that's all they were trying to do was entertain the people, and I and I I think they they did that successfully. So as as we as 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 continue to mention to you guys right we talk about my polls let's let's go ahead and get and get get off of of my polls for a minute and let's talk about something that my polls were (laughs) that my that my polls were referencing and that was the fact that basketball is about to start in about less than 24 hours from this podcast the training camp for basketball is going to end up starting on December 1st. They're going to have their preseason start between December 11th and December 19th. The first half of the NBA is going to run from December 22nd and March 4th. Now, the second half of the NBA is going to be this de- to be determined. They haven't quite figured out exactly how they're going to run the second half yet. What they're going to do, they're going to pass out the second half of the schedule. Actually, I shouldn't say they don't they don't have the dates for the second half. They're going to pa- they don't have the schedule for the second half yet. So they're going to pass out the schedule for the second half. I'm um, a little bit later in the season. They did have a, a, a week reserved for the All Star Week, right? Yeah, I, I yeah I got some big polls, I, I, I really big polls. I, I'm going. I'm on Twitter today. Listen, go ahead and hop on those polls, and and you make sure you go ahead and vote it and, and and tell me what you think because I really do want your opinions on my polls. So they have the new um they have. <laughs> They have canceled the All Star Weekend already, so that that's already that's already been determined. And they're gonna have the second half. Actually, I think they did have a date for the second half. But I think I still have that written pre-determined. As you know, that they have a new playoff format where they're gonna have now the seventh through the tenth seed of the playoff um, of the of each conference have a play-in game where the seventh and eighth seed team is gonna play, and also the ninth and tenth seed team is gonna play. Whoever wins the seventh and eighth seed game, they're gonna get the eighth seed. They're gonna get the seventh seed. The loser of that plays the winner of the ninth and tenth seed, right? And whoever wins between the winners of um, between the losers of the seven and eight and the winners of the nine and ten, that's who's going to get the eighth seed. I know it sounds a whole lot more confusion in verbiage than it is if you ever seen it written down on paper. Just write that shit the fuck out. You see what I mean? So, but they're gonna have brackets. And, And what I'm curious is that. If you're interested with if if you do like the NBA's new playoff bracket, is this something that you would like to continue see happen? Because not for nothing. What they're basically saying is that we're putting 20 teams in the playoffs. We're putting 20 teams in the playoffs, tens from each division. Which means that even which means that not only do you have some kind of tournament to lead into the playoffs to get everybody in that playoff mode, right? But it means that it lets it lets the bottom teams right, still have more to play for longer. And that's what they're really trying to do, is to have meaningful games a whole lot longer into the season. It's it's a long season. They try to have as many things matter as possible. So when they open, so not only do they keep more teams engaged for longer, but they also open up the playoff format and meaningful games a whole lot sooner as well to the public. So it's gonna be a win-win scenario, and listen, we saw it we we saw it last season and that was and, and that was provided to us right or, or, or... oh <laughs> it's okay Poe it was entertaining it was it was very entertaining. I should've left that as an option. I did not watch. I'll do that. I'll remember that next time. Oh. sorry, I had to get some OJ in me. I've been drinking nothing but water. I need to refreshing up the palates with some sweetness. So we have those polls. Don't forget the share those polls. The NBA, the NBA, they're gonna be, they're gonna be, they're gonna be starting up soon. They're gonna try to go in for a win-win because basically what I was trying to tell you guys is that if they, they they talked about this format last year, they introduced this format to us last year, and when they introduced it to us last year, they they said this was a bubble thing, all right? To get the teams restored and, and things like that. Now this is still kind of COVID-related, but now they're saying. Well, this is because we had to start. We had to start such a condensed season. It's only going to be seventy-two games. Let's, like, you know I mean, as a reward of trying to get these game, the, all these games in my time. Let's see if we can find a way to to get more teams into this playoffs. Because listen, getting into the playoffs is meaningful. Which is why this would have been one of those years to try to get somebody big if you're a New York Knicks to try to help your team get into the playoffs and start playing meaningful basketball late into the season. Because we do know that there's one New York team that very late into the season, is not playing meaningful basketball at all. And yes, folks, I hope you guys are ready because you know what that means. It is time to talk about the AF. See least. Oh no, not them again. Yes, I'm sorry. There's still football teams that are there. Unfortunately, they just don't know how to win shit. And what what are we talking about? Let's let, let's gonna leave that one to last. We had the New England Pages taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And can I tell you that I picked the Arizona Cardinals to win this game? I happen to be wrong on, on that on that standpoint, but I wasn't disappointed, and I'm not, and I'm also not surprised because that, that actually happened to be one of the games that I, I actually had a very hard time to go out and pick because I thought that you know what, while while Kyler I got next, Murray is one of the next and up and coming. Um, quarterbacks of the league, like you're still going up against a Bill Belichick ran team. And there's one thing that Bill Belichick knows how to do is at least game plan to try to take somebody out of the game. And that's exactly what they did to Arizona. And you didn't think that was going to happen, right? Early in the game, I thought my pick was going to hold up. Arizona started off this game early with a touchdown and a field goal to go up and to put 10 easy points onto the. On, Onto the board in the first quarter. The bad thing about that is that they wouldn't score again because the damn near the fucking fourth quarter. Bill Belichick took um took Kylo Murray completely out of the gate. He 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 reverted him back to Kyla, I should have played baseball, Murray. And remember, I, I used to say that not with a negative connotation, and I don't mean that here either. Right? It, it's still it's still getting money. It's just it's just it's just getting a lot of guaranteed money versus a lot of non-guaranteed money, right? So they game planned for him, and for a guy that has been tearing up the league with his legs and averaging damn near 80 yards a game, they had him with negative two yards at the half. Negative two for a person that averages 80. That's what happened. That's what happened. Kim Newton himself struggled in the beginning portion of that game. He would—he. I'm um, by the by at halftime, he had a passer rating of 13. Guys, like passive rating goes up to 100 basically, 100 plus. His was 13. 13, 13. Like talking about being unlucky, but he wouldn't be unlucky in the bracket that it mattered the most and that was the one where W's and L's are counted. It was a very close game, and when I mean close that there was a last second field goal that determined this game. To allow the New England Patriots to go ahead and get a victory, a victory that keeps them still in the playoff hunt, believe it or not. Listen, they're not the only teams that you're surprised is still in the playoff hunt because you know on Wednesday we'll end up talking about the NFC least, which really is the NFC least because on um, twelve games into the season they don't have one team there that has a, that has that, that has above six wins. I think the number one team now, which is my New York Giants, they have four wins. We ain't going to talk about the NFC lease. Right now, we're talking about the AFC lease. Let's bring this APB back just a little bit. Bring him back, bring him back, bring it back. But ultimately, the Arizona Cardinals would end up losing that game. Like I said, it was a last-minute field goal. This game was tied 17-0 until the kicker went ahead and put in a like was like a 53-yard field goal. That would put the New England Patriots up 20-17 with about no time left on the with almost no time left on the clock, and they will come ahead with this victory. Up next, we have the Buffalo Bills, right? And they're they're Bills Mafia, as they're taking on the L.A. Chargers. And remember, the Buffalo Bills, they do have an impressive record. They have a lot of shit to play for because they are the number one team in this division. And they had an interesting game with the L.A. Chargers. They didn't lose that game, but they damn near tried to lose this game when they would have three turnovers back-to-back-to-back. Three turnovers. Three drives, three turnovers. They tried to lose this game against the L.A. Chargers. The three and eight, LA Chargers now. They tried. Luckily for them, luckily for Buffalo, they have a really good defense. Or, their, uh, this is like, their defense stood up. Wait, whose house am I gonna? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Premier funds. Go ahead, Gazelle. He's gonna... <laughs> <You> stupid. <laughs> right? So, I remember the phone lines are open, people. And listen, we don't we don't got much left into the show today. We got listen, just let you guys know we got about like ten minutes left into the show. We're gonna try to get all of this back out. You know, we don't have a, we we're not only listen, we're only here for a good hour, hour and seven minutes that is. So the Bills try to throw this game away. Now, the Bills defense one hundred percent held up. They held up, held up, held up, held up, held up. And they, over those three turnovers that their offense committed in back-to-back-to-back plays, the L.A. Chargers only managed to get three points from that. And that was probably the best thing that could have happened. Because you know what? The Buffalo Bills defense didn't even have the most dominant player on the field. That was the LA Chargers! And that was Damn it, I don't know which Bosa boy this is. (laughs) I just know that this is that it was by that it was Bosa. Sorry, I don't know which I, I really do not know which Bosa boy is the one that is the one that um that um that yeah which one is that that plays for the Chargers? Jimmy Bosa? Craig Bosa? Jeremy Bosa? It's fun to know. Sorry, I was, I was I was I was getting the live feedback up on Instagram because before I get into the New the New York Jets, right? Before we get back into before we get into the New York Jets, I, I had to take a quick pause, right? I mean, because Buffalo Bills would end up winning that game, twenty-seven seventeen. Like there's there's not there's not much to say about I'm much more about to say about that. They they were pretty much dominant they they um this was this ended up being a closer game at, at some point that it didn't really need to be and that was just about in the third in, in, in the third you, um you you see your boy um you see your boy josh allen he he will barely pass for over 200 yards. i think he only had like 150 yards um passing but they did their job they would get the ball to Singletary to get for 82 yards they will found they'll find multiple receivers even though it was on, on only on 18 completions but it will be enough to win the game because they have a great motherfucking defense that really just held up. We're talking about interceptions. They forced uh they forced a fum they they forced a couple of fumbles. Like it was a good it was a good game for the um for the Bills defense. And it lets you know that where the scary part of the Bills team is, is in your defense. And if you're a Bills fan. Like like this should add a lot of confidence to you that yo even when my offense doesn't show up properly I can get my deep we can get our defense going Let's take that off of there that's what's going on We can get our um, if our defense can get going and if our defense my can get t- going then my t- not, not only if I our de- as our defense can get going they can 100% continuously keep us in games as we start the second um feed for the Instagram page for today. Now, before I talk about my New York Jets, right? Oh, that's not my New York Jets. My former New York oh, Jets. Like that. Since I have muscle-tongue memory. They're not my New York Jets anymore. Before I talk about the New York Jets, I have to talk about this goddamn electric razor that I just got, right? Like, I found this motherfucker circuit, right? And I ain't gonna lie. Like, when I got this bitch, I was like, yo, you are way pretty, cause I got an edger. That's what I was like, I was looking for something so I can work on my, I, I can work on ed, on edging up my lineup a little bit better, get that shit a little bit clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I got the live feed. That's why I had to make sure I got the live feed going again, right? So, I got myself a nice little edge. I've been wanting an edge for a while and I haven't pulled the trigger on it. So, Black Friday just passed, you know, nice nice little shopping weekend. And not for nothing, I've been, do, I've been cutting my own here forever. Let's let you guys know. I've been cutting my own hair probably, like, I want to say since I was in the Army. So probably since, like, the early 2000s. Like, like, since the early beginnings of this century, this millennium, I've been cutting my own hair. Um, but I've never had an edger. I've never gotten an edge. I just basically use whatever razor I normally have. Like, I've had, like, the professional clippers to be able to cut the hair. Never had anything to really edge it. I've had stuff like your mustache, your beard and stuff like that. And I've used those, I've used uh, I've used items like that to do my edging. But I'm gonna let you know, even as close as I've gotten, I've never always felt completely satisfied for how my edges looked. Right? That was until this uh, recently other day. When I got myself this circa motherfucker. Right? And the circa cord and cordless razor now let me show you this pretty bitch. As we open this up, yep, I'm basically I'm basically giving you guys a fucking reveal today, <laughs> right? Look at this motherfucker. I opened this up and I was like, ooh, ooh, that's nice, and it buzzes, <laughs> and it buzzes, right? But crazy, one of the great things about it was that. It charged with USB, right? So let me pull that all the accessories out of there, right? Like it charges with a USB. Yeah. So it charges with a USB, so you can plug it into any USB port. But while it's on, if you guys can see right here, right for the people that are that are that are watching, right, it gives you the per how much percentage. Like it has a little digital, like a little digital screen here. And it tells you the, um, the percentage of power that's left. So right now I have 97% power left. Like it gives you all that shit. And I was like, yo, that is pretty fucking dope. I used it real quick, then I gave myself a nice, a nice little cleaning, like a nice little cleanup before I went out the other day to go watch football. And I was like, yo, this shit works well. It, it, it was, it was very smooth on the skin. Like I, I, I can see it getting into those problem areas that I've been really trying to, to sharpen up. So yeah, this motherfucking circa cord and cordless um it's called it it's called a t-clipper to be to let you know the official name of what they're called when you're looking for this kind of trimming that you, that you do for your edges it's called a t-clipper so uh, yeah i got their t-clipper and so far i am very satisfied not not only by how it aesthetically looks but also by the job it has done and also if anybody knows these motherfuckers circus right i gave you guys a free one because Yo, I really like that shit. But yo, holla at your boys. I'll, 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 I'll do gender reveals for you all day. You know what I mean? But <laughs> well, we got that going. So, now, now that we got that reveal out of the way for you guys, right? Let's reveal the New York Jets and their sorry Right? Their mediocrity. Their, their... Their bass awkward coaching style and, and system and whatever the fuck they have going out there. So we had the New York Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins, right? One team is gonna have is gonna see their starting quarterbacks not be there. One is actually getting their starting quarterback back. The Miami Dolphins will start Jameis Winston Sr. this game. As you guys know, is who I like to call Ryan Fitzpatrick Jr. or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jameis Winston would get the start here for the New York Jets. Sam Darnold will get his start since week eight. He's been out for like four weeks. The Miami Dolphins are Adam Gase's former team. The New York Jets are Adam Gase's current team. He took a guy like that. He used to have in Miami named Frank Gore from Miami, and he brought his washed-up ass and and, and degenerate ass to come play, play for the New York Jets. Like, see all these similarities? The Miami Dolphins barely showed up for this game. The New York Jets barely showed up for this game while having their quarterback back, while having the quarterback not only be back, but have their starting quarterback back and finally have all of his weapons. This is what Jets fans have been praying for. This is what they've been looking forward to. They're like, "Yo, I saw Joe Flacco in this in this in this system just uh, for a couple of weeks. He looked tight. They saw how he looked with all of the weapons. He looked tight. I wonder what the young Buck can do. I wonder what the young Buck can do. Oh, the young Buck um, goes down the field on the first drive and they get themselves three easy points. Granted, he couldn't get the touchdown, but he looked like he could start catching out. He's, he could start finding these weapons and do something. They scored three points very early in this game. They lost this game 20-3. to Basically, they scored on their first drive of the game, and they got skunked the rest of the game. The Miami Dolphins were real off 20 points. So even when I said that the Miami Dolphins barely showed up to play, well, guess what? Them barely showing up to play still stopped the Jets in all key moments. Because you know what the Jets want to do on short yardage situation, they want to run. They want to do a run play with Frank Gore, the old ass, slow ass, insufficient ass running back. That's who they want to put in. But guess who used to have this guy on that team? Miami Dolphins. Guess who used to have this coach on that team? The Miami Dolphins. Guess who knows this team's coaching style? The Miami Dolphins. So guess what happened on all key plays, even on short yardage play when they tried to get the ball to Frank Gore. They stopped their ass. Like he ran into an invisible brick wall. It was all again jitsu. You thought there was a hole there. Nope. Roadrunner style. Brick wall. The Miami Dolphins were going to get this win, and they will remain in contention to be in the playoffs. Right now, they still remain about a game and a half behind the Miami um the, the Buffalo Bills, who also got a victory as well. So they so right now you still have those two teams battling for the um for first place in the AFC lease. But they still have the New England Patriots that are still in contention and at least to be able to sneak into a playoff spot because as we just like the NBA, the NFL has also found a way to extend to expand their playoffs um, um their playoffs this year as well. New England, the New York Jets, though, they're not playing for anything. This would be officially their 11th straight loss of the season. Yes, 11th straight loss of the season. The New York Jets are 0 and 11. And yet. It can still manage to get worse as for the New York Jets. As we basically told you that Adam Gase used to run the Miami Dolphins, so they kind of know all of the coaching stuff that he does. But the thing about coaching, right? Adam Gase was no longer supposed to be coaching the New York Kn- New York Jets, and what I mean by coaching him, he was no longer supposed to be running the offense and doing the offensive play calling. They had. He had, made, he had made it sound like he passed that job off to his offensive coordinator. Well, they had an interview with him after the game. And they asked Adam Gaze, hey, what is your offensive coordinator doing? Or they asked Adam Gaze, basically, more importantly, are you calling the plays again still? He goes, no, I'm not calling the plays here. Um, my offensive coordinator is calling the plays here. They like, really? Actually, you know what? Let's do this. Because this is one of those times where you just may need to hear it versus me explaining it to you. Right? So I'm going to see if I can pull up that audio. Right? And try to get that for you guys. Because. Not for nothing. Adam Gaze basically came out and said, you know what? I wasn't calling the plays. I wasn't the one calling the plays. I had my I had my offensive coordinator calling the plays. But he said, well, we had a guy watching your offensive coordinator all game. And he was doing nothing. Nothing. Adam Gaze thought, well, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Well, apparently it's very difficult. You haven't won a fucking game yet. It must be very difficult because... After putting yourself in scoring position on the first drive of the game, you you weren't able to do it for the rest of the remaining of the game. So you're saying it's not that difficult, but it looks like the most difficult thing that you can do in the world is trying to make successful plays, successful drives. Like that has to it has to be somewhat difficult because you're not successful at it so Adam Gates would continue to say well you know what I wasn't um when were you watching him um, you said he wasn't doing When were you watching him? oh we saw like in the third quarter like he was not oh yeah in the third um, I, I had taken over I had taken on over like third down stuff and then we went into like a two-minute and I ran the two-minute and then like he had a bunch of plays that he gave into me and I and and I picked the best ones out of that well if you're if you're given a sheet and you're picking all of the place from the sheet regardless of who gives you the sheet if you're given a sheet for a whole bunch of options and you're picking all of the ingredients to go ahead and make this meal then you're the one that cooked not the person that gave you the fucking the fucking ingredients on list? No, that's you. That's like saying every time I bake a cake, Martha Stewart is the one that baked the fucking cake. Like no, like I did that shit. Adam Gates is trying to now pawn off responsibility as his team continues to suck. So now he gets caught caught up in a ridiculous lie, and it's a lie for no reason. And and I, and I think that's what that's what makes it even a little bit. More that just I guess difficult to swallow or difficult even to understand, is that you either you either, either calling the plays or you're not. But if you are calling the plays, why lie about it? I mean, I understand you like the team looks shitty and the play calling and the play calling you know and the play calling is is, is not has not been that great, but if you're the was it the post game interview that should have been? But if you're calling the plays, just let's man up to that shit because now, like I don't like, and this is why they probably just look and so, look so bad, right? This is probably why they look so bad because if you're a player, how do you, how do you still follow this coach? How do you continue to... Don't overpay for Best Buy. Capital One Shopping can... Not what he said. How do you continue to follow him? Right? That, that has to be the hard part, right? How do you continue to follow a guy that for no reason... And, and I, and I kind of said, and I, and I mean it, like, for no reason that... Does he ever take responsibility for... Any of his fuck ups. He has it once. He hasn't taken responsibility anytime the offense looks bad. He hasn't taken responsibility for their losing. He's always comes out and basically says, like listen, I have the plays here, the plays are meant to be called. And, and we and we just need to do a better job. Oh no problem, no problem. So let's see if we can catch which part of this Adam Gates interview this happened at. Um, We'll kind of see what's going on there. Uh, He's going to get an MRI and things like that today and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, Limited will be Henry, uh, Perryman, uh, Quinnen, and Vincent Smith. Uh, So with that. Let's go ahead and skip forward. What happened with Poole, Adam? Because it seemed like when you spoke last week, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of what you've got going on right there. Many of us kind of wondered what he would have left, you know. Obviously, coming off this, you, know, you guys, and how you th- do things. Well, good thing Riches, you know, turn things over like this. Um, it's not easy, but you know, everybody's done a great job with that. So you're saying the league is copycatting the Jets, and that is is what maybe, you're saying. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no significant injury last year. Um, what what do you? Okay, so um, don't play buzz coverage. It's I'm kind not gonna of, sit here and try to find this audio. <laughs> so um. But I am gonna do though. I'm gonna have that audio definitely ready for you guys by Wednesday. We're gonna get that shit popping. You are gonna hear Adam Gates and his ridiculousness. I, I I don't understand how you Jets fans are surviving anymore. Like I, like like bless bless to your horse, Like for for even continuing to follow that team. But as you continue to as you continue to follow that team. I hope you guys also continue to follow this podcast because I am officially out of here. This has been Dallin Dorman Taylor with the Mighty Sports Podcast. Yeah, I'm thanking I thank everybody that took the time to go ahead and listen to today. Don't forget, as I always like to say in the words of my, as the boy Toby and Wigway, I hope you guys catch a wave that never subsides. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast, and I am out of here. Yeah, don't play my outro, so I don't got to talk no more. Sorry, B. I tried. Love you too, Bo. Love you, Nat. Honest. All the bandwidth in the world couldn't keep me contained. No lag, no lag. Gonna share my talents with Podbean live. Always knew I'd take the pod there. Just a lot later than a lot of listeners thought. Last of the real gabbers. Well, maybe not the last. Munchkin got good mic skills. New, improved My-T podcaster. we we'll be back here. It's gonna be kind of far. Potting down but now. But that's not how we're gonna have to do this. we in the middle. This, Last this, this set call for, for drinks. Bars closing. Sun's out. Heard the casino got a buffet breakfast don't want to go far pound your chest Wild night pound your chest tired be tired my two there we go sports <phone rings>